I can't help it It's always been a part of me When I show it, we'll begin to notice Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Austin, Texas, my guest is a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist who, in addition to a few singles, has released two EPs and a full-length album, and another, a live recording, is scheduled for release in September. She is currently ranked number one on Reverb Nation for her genre in Austin. She has toured Europe and is playing extensively in Texas throughout this month. And before heading to shows in Arizona and California in early August, you have been hearing a song of hers entitled Smile. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Jackie Benson. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, too. Thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor. You bet. You bet. Jackie, start off, please, if you would by telling the listeners about the song that was just playing, Smile. Well, it's actually a collaboration I did with a singer-songwriter in San Diego named uh, Christopher Dale. He he wrote it for me. I guess he, he was inspired by my smile, I guess, and he, he wrote me that song and told me that he, he thought that it would sound great with my voice. So I flew to San Diego and played some shows, and we went into the studio and recorded that song. He did a lot of the background vocals and... Yeah, it's really it's really been a really cool relationship with him. We, whenever he comes to Austin, we play shows together, and then whenever I go to San Diego, I'll play shows with him. And yeah, it's been really cool. Nice. Well, uh, be gentle with me on this. I, I I have to say this carefully, but not knowing you and not knowing this other writer, the way you said that, it sounds like who is this stalker that, that liked your smile and decided to write a song for you? So, so maybe kind of back up a little bit and fill in that well, gap. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, no, oh, wow, no, how, how'd she get hooked up with a guy in San Diego? That's cool. And all of a sudden you're telling the story. I'm like, um, stalker. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. I actually, I've known him for about two years and, and, um, he wrote the song for me at like later and after we had been working together several times, but, actually been to San Diego many times and played done many tours there. Sometimes I'll drive up the West coast and do tours in other cities, but nice. it's cool because he helps, he helps me out with places to stay in San Diego. We've got a lot of friends and connections there because he's been playing there for a long time and kind of like me in Austin. And so, yeah, it's just kind of like this cool symbiotic relationship we got going. <laughs> Nothing <Yeah>. weird. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like that you're, you know, that you're leveraging those contacts because, um, and, and, and probably only because you're mentioning San Diego specifically, but it reminds me of, uh, Alyssa JC. She's a singer songwriter in Nashville, but she's originally from San Diego. Uh, she was on the show. The reason I'm saying it, she was on the, the second episode ever of now here, this entertainment. Yeah. And then we had her back on episode 52 and she, and she talked uh, about how she does make sure that she does maintain her contacts out in San Diego, you know, because as a, as a performer, you can't just expect to show back up in your hometown and go, hey, I'm from here, so everybody must want to book me. Um, and I'm saying that, yeah. by the way, Jackie, to the listeners who are up-and-comers that are trying to learn from these interviews that I do every week. So uh, Alyssa was saying that, you know, yeah, that's why she maintains her contacts in San Diego, so that when she goes home she can still make money and keep working and, and, and play shows out there. So it's awesome hearing that, that that's what you're doing with him and that you're hitting a lot of other cities along the way, it sounds like. Yeah, because it's like it's, he, he gives me a really good base 
like a place to stay for free in San Diego and also, you know, just really good shows that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to get on my own. So that if I drive up the coast to a city in, in California that I might not have a very good connection, I can still try out just new places. Sometimes the gigs end up being a total waste. Well, not a waste, but, you know, just kind of like not that great. Yeah. And sometimes they end up being really great, and I can take that gamble because I know that I always could just drive a few hours and go back to home base, you know what I mean? Whereas if I was just going, if I didn't have any home base in any city, I could really lose that way, you know? Yeah, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and, and you kind of cross that venue off the list and say, okay, I played there, I didn't like it, I won't go back, but at least I can say I've made an educated decision based on having played there. Yes, exactly. You know, I tried. Nothing beats a failure like a try. <laughs> but also, it's, it's much more comfortable to fail when you have a little safety net to fall back on. So. Indeed, indeed. Well, Jackie, I am often heard saying on the show that we obviously have listeners to this particular episode because they are fans of the guest, and in this case, you, but that the show has gotten listeners from 116 countries around the world, so there are many who enjoy now hear this entertainment and thus are just being introduced to you for the first time. So for those people's sake, I'd love to get into your story a little bit here because I'm really intrigued by your originally having been a classical pianist, yet now you've got media outlets that include Guitar World magazine heaping accolades upon you. So if you if you don't mind, talk about that transition point in your life when you said, hey, I think I'm going to go for guitar now. <laughs> Well, it all started at the end of college. I uh, played piano since I was eight, and I actually went to college for piano. And it was just a few life experiences, plus I, I suppose the amount of time I had spent playing the piano, plus maybe also a mixture that I had gotten older and, you know, back to life experiences. And, and somehow the piano just kind of felt stale to me. I I was getting ready to graduate, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, like most people who are getting ready to graduate. But I, I knew I wanted to perform, but I knew I didn't want to play piano and sing because I already tried that when I was in high school, and I I just wasn't digging it. Mm. And I just really wanted a clean slate. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do that, but I don't mm. want to I don't want to play piano and sing and perform, mm -hmm. but I do want to perform, so what do I do? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to attempt to pick up a new instrument Wow! and, and I'm going to learn how to play a few chords. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just write some songs on the instrument and maybe I'll, I'll transfer those songs over the piano. I don't know. And mm. I was just, I'm kind of a one day at a, per, at a time kind of person because uh -huh. a lot of people don't pick up a new thing because they're just trying to predict the future. They're like, Oh, well, it'll take me forever. It's like, well, you don't really know that, mm. you know, <laughs> nicely said. So I'm like a, yeah, like I'm a one day at a time kind of person. And so I'm like, okay, I'll pick up the guitar. And if after a year it doesn't work anymore or it doesn't seem like it's going to work, then I'll regroup and I'll figure it out then. And I I never had to figure it out. It, it worked. <laughs> I just kept on practicing and it I'm, worked. I'm, I'm curious about kind of the... The challenge that you must have had at that time, because um, we're talking about Berkeley College of Music, so you go through a school like that. You've been a you've been a classical pianist, and all of a sudden you're saying, "Ah, this isn't really what I want to do." And it, it I would think, and and I'm certainly posing this in the form of a question. Um, please tell me if I'm wrong, but I would think that that would have to be a little scary to say, "Wait a minute, I've been." playing piano for all these years and I just went to Berkeley College of Music for for that and now I don't want to do yeah. it? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it actually wasn't all at one time. I actually had an extremely difficult time at Berkeley College of Music. It wasn't because the school was bad or anything. The school was actually really excellent. If it was bad, I wouldn't have graduated, you know? Yeah. But um, it it's all started like my second semester because Berkeley's not a classical school. They have really incredible classical musicians and they have some teachers that do that are experts in classical music. But overall it's really a jazz school. It started off as a jazz school, you know, before it changed its name to Berkeley, it was a jazz school. It, it you know, the real book, <laughs> like the jazz Bible uh -huh. that was written by, that was written by people at Berkeley. Wow. They wrote that. Wow. That didn't that didn't exist before. So all those charts like for Satin Doll and all, you know, the real book. 
wow. it didn't exist before Berkeley. They started, they wrote it and started illegally selling it and <laughs> making copies of it at Berkeley. And seriously, That's so it's cool. like at, at its core, it is a jazz school. So it's like, here I am a classical pianist trying to fit in at a jazz school. And, and a lot of the teachers didn't, they didn't know what to tell me. You know, I should have gone to Juilliard basically. <laughs> they, didn't know to, they didn't know what to tell me. They're like, well, you know, we, we really respect what you're doing, but you know, this is what we do. We don't do that. We do this. And, Interesting. And we can try and teach you this. And so then they, they're like, okay, well, let's try it. Since you don't really know how to do this, well, you know, let's teach you this. So they, they pulled out the real book and, and we started for like a year, year and a half while I was taking the required amount of private lessons. You know, they were teaching me jazz and transcribing jazz and I just okay. wasn't feeling it. You know what I mean? And so then I was like depressed because mm. I'm like, well, I worked all my life on classical music and now I'm at this school that I was really excited to go to. <laughs> and now I'm having to learn something new. And this new thing is really hard because learning anything is new is hard, and, but I'm not into it. So it's hard and I'm really not into it. And I'm like, oh man. So like what you're talking about actually happened at the beginning of college. Okay. And okay. then the entire, the okay. entire second year of college, I'm like, floating around, not practicing at all, not wow. playing anything. Wow. And I'm just like barely practicing enough to get by in my private lessons. Like, and then finally at the, finally I joined a major that doesn't require going to private lessons. So I just kind of dropped the piano for like a year and a half. Uh -huh. And then finally my last semester of college, I was like, okay, I haven't played the piano in almost two years. I still want to be a performer. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, if I want to perform on the piano, I'm going to have to figure something new out. If I'm going to have to figure something new out, I might as well just pick up a new instrument. Wow. It was like that. And so guitar... What, was, <laughs> I picked up a new instrument. So was guitar uh, <laughs> self-taught? Was it private lessons? Was it both? Was it uh, something that I haven't mentioned? How how did you go about learning guitar? Well, at, I, it was my last semester. It was, it was like around March of my last semester, so like two months two months from graduating, I went to the Berkeley bookstore. Cause like I said, it's really an excellent school. There's a lot of resources there whole, like every resource you could possibly dream of is there. So I went to their bookstore and bought the beginner, how Leonard, like beginner book for oh, guitar. Yeah. And I just yep. started teaching cause I didn't want to take lessons. I didn't want to walk into a lesson, not knowing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause that's frustrating for a teacher. So I wanted to go into a lesson, at least being able to tell the teacher what I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. So I did like the first five or six months. I just went through and I completed that entire book. I'd, I'd like do a page or two a week in that book. And then I um, got home from Berkeley. I moved back to Austin and got a guitar teacher that summer. Cool. Cool. And then I had a guitar teacher for about a year or two. And then after that, I just started going to jams. Nice. And just playing with people and that, that, that was like the fastest. That was the fast track. On the job Playing on stage in front of people. Yeah. Wow, like wow. jumping right in. Oh gosh. My wait a minute. I needed to do that. Wait, that's not on the job training. That's baptism by fire. <laughs> yeah. That's like, yeah, that's like being thrown into the middle of the deep end while you're trying to learn how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, the, my dad, my dad told me that I would learn the fastest if I did that. Well, what I like about your story though, is that none of it was, well, you know, it's really hard to tow the piano around. A guitar is so much more portable. And so I decided, I mean, that story is just like so old and so like, yeah, that's everybody's, that's everybody's deal. So it's, it's really fascinating to hear someone that, 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 you know, that it unfolded the way it did for you instead of, you know, well, here's my thing. I got tired of playing the piano because I thought if I'm going to play gigs all over, then how am I going to, yeah, 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 whatever. We've all heard that. Please drive ahead. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, I was not a please drive ahead. And actually, I play the electric guitar, and I have to bring around this amp, and yeah, it's not that much. Yeah, easier. true, so, true. It's still heavy. <laughs> so, well, yeah. just going it's, back it's to those, uh, just going back to those media outlets who have printed these praises about you. Are you a one hundred percent exclusive indie artist who's getting all this coverage on your own, or do you have a team around you, or at least maybe a publicist? How how are you getting these articles written about you? I do. I do pay a publicist. I basically pay double my rent every month. <laughs> like I pay my rent, and then I pay the publicist the same amount as my rent. So okay, and, and it's under pretty expensive. But, yeah, understand but at the that same I time, understand that I asked that question for the benefit of those who I mentioned before that are listeners who are listeners yeah, because they're definitely. up and comers and they want to know how is she getting that kind of publicity. 
But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I do pay the publicist, and it's a lot of money. But, but And so people are like, oh, well, you're just paying people to say things like that for you. I'm like, no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No. No, I am. Basically, what a publicist is, a publicist is like, hey, I've worked my entire life, and I have this list of connections, and they will respond to my email. Exactly. That's, that's what you're paying for. Exactly. And so they can send your stuff out to these people. These people can reject their stuff. Like, no, I don't want to cover that. I'll pass. That happens all the time. She says, sure. we're trying to premiere a new track. Um, for my next album, and one of the outlets was like, "Nah, we don't have any time. We can't. We can't do this." Like they'll reject it, or sorry, we don't do this genre, or uh, we're not really into it. So oh. it's like if you're not pumping out stuff that's good, you're not paying people to say things about you. They still choose to say the things about you. You're just paying them to open the email. Yeah. <laughs> like most of the time, most of the time, you won't even get through to these people. Yeah, and it's a, as we all know, it's a it's a business of no's. You know, so you so you yeah. just have to understand that you can't say, well, this publicist isn't doing their job. I mean, the you know the, like the fact of the matter is, <laughs> well, the fact of the matter is that they're gonna they're gonna pitch all these media outlets, and yeah, a handful of the outlets are gonna say no for whatever reason. They're just yeah, gonna say no. They're either gonna say yes time. or no. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so these people, all of these outlets, they chose to say those things about me. I did not pay them. So I I just want to clear that up because. Um, I, for the people who might be naysayers, but also for the people who might not exactly understand how publicity yep. works. Yeah. Well, um, just getting back uh, to the instruments for a minute, I mentioned in the intro that you are also a songwriter, and I have seen the following firsthand with a client of mine who started with piano and then moved into guitar and tends to write almost exclusively now on the guitar. Uh, what about you? What what percentage of your writing is toward the guitar versus toward the piano? And more importantly, is there any advice that you have for someone who's in the same boat in terms of what someone can do so that one of those instruments doesn't get left out in the cold? Well, I do most of my writing on the guitar for sure, but I have done some writing, like the second song you're going to play on this show, The Love I Give, that song is a song I wrote on the piano. And I actually am playing the piano on that recording. And the guitar is just kind of like a like a an accent to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first song, "Smile," was written on the guitar, but I didn't write that song. But it was written on the guitar, mm-hmm. and um, um, probably about ninety five percent of my songs, ninety percent of my songs or so, are written on the guitar, and and the rest are on the piano. And and that's actually for a very specific reason. It's because my songs on the guitar tend to be a little bit groovier, whereas my songs on the piano are kind of like. Like, if I'm looking to write a really pretty ballad or something, I'm not going to try and write that on the guitar. Right. I'm going to write right. it on the piano. And uh, then if I'm looking to write, like, a groovy rock or groovy, like, whatever song that I want people to dance to, I'm going to write it on the guitar. And so I guess as far as advice for somebody, it just depends on what you want out of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, don't discount one instrument. You know, figure out the strength of, of, the, of one instrument that you play versus the other one in figure out what you want out of the song and then go from there. Yeah. And, uh, listeners, for those of you that are just being introduced to Jackie for the first time, understand that her sound is, it's kind of considered a blend of blues, rock, R and B soul. So, uh, you know, if, if you're not, if you're not familiar with her music and obviously we did play one of her songs at the beginning, but I was talking over most of it. So, um, have that foundation of knowledge as you continue to listen to her talk, and as Jackie said, we will be playing another song of hers uh, in its entirety. I promise I won't talk over that one uh, at the end of the show. In the meantime, I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Austin, Texas, is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Jackie Venson. Check out her official website at www.jackievenson.com, and of course, you can get the proper spelling of her last name by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device, she is very much on social media, too. On JackieVenson.com, there are links to find her on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. As I mentioned in the intro, she is also on Reverb Nation, too. Be sure to keep up with Jackie online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. And, of course, do purchase her music, too. It's on iTunes and other online retailers. And her music is also on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms where this show is available. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. 
For every episode of this show, we have on NHTE.net the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at NHTE.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to now be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on NHTE.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just one of them, Alyssa JC from episodes 2 and 52. Uh, as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Jackie's music and or other music, books, whatever it is, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. So, Jackie, I mentioned back in the intro that in September you will be releasing a new album. This one will be called Jackie Venson Live. So I've got lots of questions for you on that. Is, is it safe to assume that was already recorded? Uh, when and where was it recorded? Is there a specific date in September? How many songs will there be? Th- those types of details. Well, it was recorded on February 28th. It actually was a show. It was called a live recording. And uh, it, was, it went really well. We did two sets so that we could have two takes because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, like on take one, uh, or set one, I guess, with my guitar, I stepped on the cord and it came unplugged. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I had to plug it back in in the middle of the song. So you really never know what's going to happen. So it's good for a live recording to have more than one take, or for any recording, really. Um, but two takes is still kind of pushing it. You know, sometimes you want like three or four, but we, we managed to do it. And uh, it's going to be 10 songs. Some of the songs are brand new. They haven't been recorded. Some of them were recorded a really long time ago, and they were like acoustic versions. Mm. And this is going to be band versions of everything. And it's actually going to be released on September 18th, and I'm going to be doing the release party in Austin at this club called Anto. And, um, yeah. And where was it recorded on February 28th? Was that in in Austin also? Yeah, at this club called uh, Strange Crew. It's basically like a studio with seats in it. Wow, wow. Well, when when you say we did two sets, uh, because you, you talked about stepping on the guitar chord, so was the second set the yeah. exact same songs? Was it basically we just did the same set twice, or were there different songs in the yeah. second set? Well, we did the same set twice, and then, then we did encores, and in the encore there were different songs, but for yeah. the first ten songs of each set were the exact same songs, so that way we could use the best of each. Like We ended up using six songs from take two, and uh, one song from, I'm sorry, four songs from set one. Because it was funny, because sometimes set one was actually better than set two, and <laughs> the other way around. And it was interesting, and I was, I was happy we had the option, because, you know, mixing and recording is not, not cheap. Oh, sure. I want to be able to have the, I want to be able to have the best. Well, you know, recordings are forever. So thinking, I want to be able to have the best. Thinking about recording a live album... And, and again, uh, I don't mean to be redundant, but I'm asking this next question largely for the listeners who are up-and-coming artists that listen to this show every week to learn lessons for their career. How do you how do you choose which venue or, or I was going to say, or which show you're going to record a live album at, but it sounds like you particularly stage this event that night. But do, do, do you, does someone, do you just do one show and hope for the best? Or do you maybe say... I mean, you said, oh, well, we did it twice, but did you? Is, was this the plan all along, or was it, you know, hey, let's record Friday night show, Saturday night show, and Sunday night show. They're all at different venues. What Just kind of shed some light on, on, you know, how you came to this approach that you described that you took. Well, I'm, I'm an extreme planner. Um, if, if you see me do anything, it's, it wasn't random, I promise. <laughs> and if it was random, you can, you can really, really tell. Like, it was maybe like a short instant video. Instagram video. Like that's the most random I'll get. I don't, (laughs) when it comes to spending money and paying people to do things, I am very calculated. I've been planning that show for, I probably planned that show for about seven months. Uh, First of all, you got to get the, you got to get the right venue and strange brews are really sought after venue in Austin. 
and it's actually designed, like the acoustics in it were very specially designed. It's a listening room. Mm-hmm. And also other other people have recorded their live albums there. So I know that oh. you know, there's a few venues in town that everybody seems to do live albums at. And Strange Brew okay. is one of them. Okay. So also, you know, it's got a lot, it's got a really, really awesome name in Austin. So it's kind of like going to be really good for cross promotion. I, I promote them, they promote me and, and, um, you know, they might, I might be able to talk them into selling the album at their, at their connecting coffee shop that they have. And, you know, I did that for, for specific promotional reasons as well. And, um, I, I planned two takes because first of all, I thought it would be cool to have two different shows because this, this, the venue is really small. It only fits like 80 or 90 people comfortably. Like standing, it fits like 150. Wow. So, um, so I thought it'd be really cool to have like, hey, come to set one or hey, come to set two, you know? Like, I, see. I told people from the get-go what I was doing. So it was like two shows. Really, it was just like a huge PR stunt, honestly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A huge, just a 360-degree PR stunt. It was a show, two shows. I even cut like a deal. You could You could come to both sets and, and it would be less money. You know, I, you know, I, I sold, I had a separate cover for each show and, and then wow. you could also do the package, wow. do the package, be like, come to the 6 p.m. show and come to the 8 p.m. show and come hang out the whole night. I love and, you it. Know, I, made it, I love it. I made it on a Sunday, you know, cause Sunday you're not competing with anybody. Also, I needed to book the club for the whole day. And so I couldn't ask them to close their club down for me on a okay. Saturday. I couldn't ask them to do that. So I did it on a Sunday and, yeah, it was all very calculated. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just love the whole strategy that you're describing. I love, you know, how how prepared you were and and that you did. You know, I I it, it is there is some some humor to it, but the fact of the matter is that you really did maximize the opportunity and you really did leverage, you know, what what you had available to you. So, you know, hats yep. off to you. I I think I I I really applaud what you're describing and and the way you pulled it off. You you, you know, you really didn't leave anything on the table, so to speak. And, and I, I'm sure that you don't look back and say, oh, you know what? I probably should have X, Y, Z because you really left no. no stone unturned. No, I'm so proud of that because you, you wait till you hear the album. It, it turned out so great. And also, it's like the other, the overall overlying plan was double bang for my buck because now I can also have an album release party. It's not just talking about the album one time. I've been talking about the album twice. So, I got people excited for the album and everybody who came to the show gets to come to the album release for free and like just everything, just everything. It's double bang for my buck, you know? Does that mean that the (laughs) CD release party will be at the same venue? No, I'm going to have it at Antone's because Antone's is, is bigger. Oh, okay. Space wise. And, um, just for a lot of other reasons, because Antone's is also an, an, a spot after club and yet another PR spot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love it. I yeah. love it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're a yeah. woman after my own PR heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really into that kind of stuff. And I like to think about it. I like the plot and I like the plan, but I'm also planning a lot of other things for the release of the album. That's why I, it's already done. I'm, it's already been printed and everything. It's just, I'm waiting until September because that's how much time you need to get to get press on an album. That's just how much time. It it's takes. already been printed. You're talking about the CD itself or you're talking about... Yeah, it's completely done. Okay. It's totally okay. done. I can sell it at my shows right now. But that, I don't want to do that because I need to get press around it. Yeah. You know? And that's People how you, think that just because the release date is a date that, that I don't even have the CD, it's like, no, that's just when I'm choosing to Exactly, to sell it. exactly. That's how you can assure people that, oh, trust me, it will be September 18th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the CD has been long done. I've already sent it out. We've already sent out a focus track, me and the publicist. We're already trying to get a uh, press outlet to talk about a single off of it, just one song off of it. Mm-hmm. And um, then we're sending it off to get reviewed takes them months because, you know, they're in the middle of doing stuff right now. And so they're backed up. And so if you want someone to, if you want a press outlet to do something in November, you have to ask them in like July. Yeah. You know, so that's just how it is. And so, yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. And I also made it September because Austin city limits is in October as well as formula one. I'm not going to try and compete with those. And then November is, 
holiday, Thanksgiving, family, everybody's out of town, in town, out of town. So, so like, if I don't do it in September, I'm going to have to wait till like, January. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that's tremendous planning. Come on. Yes. A lot of planning. Well, it's like, you're going to spend all that money. You might as well put some thought into it. It's it's expensive to record albums. Everybody knows and that. How, and how. Everybody who's been doing it, at least. You know, if you're a musician, you know how expensive it is to do an album. So it's like, you might as well just like sit, sit at home one night and just plan it out. You might as well. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is be authentic, be yourself. I'm referring to singers who think they're being themselves but are actually pressing and trying to be themselves instead of just letting it come naturally. As a result, they end up sounding like so many other singers. Someone recently told me, you've got to hear so-and-so, her voice is so cool. I listened to one song and immediately dismissed the sound, saying she sounds like everyone else these days. Just open your mouth and let it come out. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. One more question about the live album preparations. I would think that there is a tendency to really psych yourself out and say, okay, this is going to be my live album, so I've really got to try really hard tonight to make this my best performance. (laughs) But I would then counter with, really? So does that mean on all the other nights you're not trying to make it your best performance? So, so, So just talk about the mental aspect of all this. Well, it's... It, I wouldn't have tried to do this any other time but February 28, 2016. I wouldn't have been able to, to do it. I just knew I was ready because by then I had played, I had played like a thousand shows over the course of, you know, three and a half, four years. I've played like a thousand shows easy, like willing to bet money. It's probably a low ball actually. And then also I've been working with this new new band like one of the members has been working with me for a while but then we switched out another one and we we had played probably 150 shows over the course of a year so honestly it really was just another show and Mm -hmm. since there was two takes because we also had a sound check you know we we cracked we like warmed up on the sound check and then we were just we were just ready to go and the energy was nice and the energy at the venue was really great and we'd played at the venue before so we were comfortable at the venue Okay, and it's like at the same, at the end of the day, we're we're humans. You yeah. know, I've listened I've listened to Stevie Wonder's live albums and heard questionable moments like "Oh, <laughs> you know," <laughs> and Stevie Wonder is an absolute genius. That's like the pinnacle of music performance and musical ability. Yeah, and and he even has moments where you can definitely tell it's live. It's not like it sounds bad, but it's definitely live. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. If he can deal with that, and and if he can sell that album with confidence, and he can and if he can be like, look, I'm giving this to you. This is who I am. This is how it sounded. We're real people, and this is what we do. Then I can do it. You know. So it's like going going with a confidence that even if it doesn't turn out perfect and every note's not perfect, that's not how it was supposed to be. Well, and you know, three weeks ago on the show, on episode 123, uh, Wendy Wagner is the guest, and she's a singer that's currently out on tour. Uh, she's on the Joe Walsh tour. She's one of the four singers behind him. And she was talking on that episode of the show about that uh, during a song, she made a mistake that, you know, it was basically her her chance to step out and do this little part of this song, and she screwed up a little bit. And, and the quote that she said on on my show was, you're a professional and you're hired to not make mistakes, but it happens. You're human, end quote. 
So she said, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do in that case other than just, you know, keep pressing on, keep it. And it's, and I I imagine for you, Jackie, it's not unlike what you described. Like, oh my gosh, I just stepped on my guitar cord and it came out. Well, guess what? There's not really a whole lot you can do other than bend over, pick it up and plug it back in and and keep playing. Plug it back in. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And you know, what's the funny thing? I actually ended up using that take. Wow. And if, it's so funny. It's it's on the. Um, I'm only going to say this on one interview. Okay. But it's on it's on the fourth song, towards the very end. <laughs> the fourth song. I'm not going to say the title. You're okay. going to have to look for okay. it. Okay. Fourth song towards the very end. Okay. Uh, awesome. The bass player. The song kind of ends, and then the bass player picks it back up and starts playing his little bass riff. And then I'm I'm like kind of step back from the mic, like, hey, whoa, whoa. Whoa! And then I plug it back in, and I go ha. (laughs) And nobody's gonna know. Nobody knew at the at the time. Nobody knew it happened. Wow! And nobody knew because it's like as soon as I plugged it back in, right back into the song. And that's the other thing about mistakes that actually playing and performing classical piano taught me. Classical piano is like the hardest music ever, and so. I would mess up so bad sometimes that I wouldn't forget the rest of the song and have to start over from wow. the very beginning. And this is like when I was a kid and this wow. is in front of people. And so like blues guitar is not nearly that complicated. It's not, it's not easy or anything, but it's not that complicated. And so it's like, I don't know. I have a lot of experience messing up in front of people. That's all I have to say. Well, see, now I'm curious, though, because I wonder, and, and I granted, I know it's been four months since it happened, but do you happen to remember when it happened? Was there anything that went through your mind of, oh, crap, we're recording this for my live, my live album? Or was it, no, Bruce, I was too, in the moment, I just had to pick it up and plug it back in? I was, I was about 70% of me was like, oh, man, what's happening? And then the other, but, but then it was like, uh, you'll figure it out. So that was like 70% of me. And then 30% of me was like, hey, this is only take one. Woo-hoo, we got uh, another nice, take. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo, we got another set. But here's the funny thing. The second set, the energy on that particular song was not as good. I guess I was tired or something. Interesting. And so we ended up using that set. Even though I was thinking, oh, yeah. yay, we have another set. Yeah. I have a chance to redeem myself. Cool, so cool. It's just, you never know what's going to happen. You have to surrender. Well, you have to surrender. listeners, hopefully you're you're thinking what I'm thinking right now. That that's what's so cool about about this show is is hearing stories like that. That's that's really and, and thank you, Jackie. By the way, I know you said this is the only interview you're going to say it on. So thank you for sharing <laughs> the that. The only here. one. Yes. You know, uh, it's you, like this moment. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Maybe a second or two. And then I'm like, ha! Right around, I plug it right back in. I'm like, ha! <laughs> like this victory laugh. <laughs> well, you talked about that you that you handpicked that venue. And I guess I'm thinking back to what you said before earlier in the interview. We were talking about California and you test out a venue and you go, oh, that place wasn't so, wasn't so hot. I, I mentioned back in the intro of this episode that you are performing extensively in July in Texas. And it should be noted that that's a carryover from lots of shows in Texas in June as well. Would you say that you're at a point in your career now where you have certain parameters for a venue, a certain expectation, or is it a case of, no, Bruce, I will play wherever someone will have me? I will play wherever. It, it has to have one of two things, preferably both, but one of two things. If it if it pays really well, I'll do it. I don't care. I played in a library the other day. It was great. Wow. <laughs> um, but And it was fun. And it, it paid really well. And I'm not like shallow or anything, but I'm not going to go set up in the middle of a park and play for free. I'm just right. not going to do that. Right. I'd rather, I have other things that I need to be doing. It's, it's really just about my time and not like, you got to pay me, you know, uh-huh. because sometimes I play a gig for free because it's going to be in front of like 600 people. Sure. And I'm like, you know, it, it just depends. It depends on the gig. Sometimes it's going to be a really great time. Like it's going to be at a party and we get, free food and free admission and there's going to be a bunch of people. Maybe I'll sell a lot of CDs and that kind of thing, or it pays really well. And why not? What was the second thing that it has to have? You said it has to pay or what, or what's the second thing? It has to pay or it has to be really great exposure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and it's like the whole exposure thing. You really got to learn to navigate that. 
because a lot of people like to throw that word around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the saying is I can't put exposure in the bank. That's right. But here's the thing. Depending on the exposure, you can put it in a bank. <laughs> I, played, I played at a charity for a benefit um, for a cause that I really believe in, and my performance was the donation, and I ended up getting a gig from that. Nice. I didn't even expect anything from that. I was nice. just happy to play for the cause. But I ended up getting a gig from that, and that was great. So sometimes I know for a fact that a certain gig will lead to another gig. And yeah. so I'll do it for maybe a low price or maybe even for free, yep. depending. You know, nice. I won't go out of town for free. It's expensive. Yeah. I'll lose yeah. too much money. Can't afford it. But, you know, it really depends on those one of those two things. It either has to it has to pay in some way. It has to pay off. But otherwise I'd rather stay home and practice and write. Yeah. You know? Be more productive. Be with my Yeah, or see my friends and family for God's sakes. Exactly. For once. <laughs> you know? Re, re, see reintroduce my yourself. <laughs> yeah, see my mom for the first time in two weeks. You know, I I, I do still have a life. I am Jackie, so I'm your daughter. Nice to see yeah. you again. <laughs> yes, nice to meet you again. It's been a month. But whatever, good to see you again. Glad you're still alive. You know, it's kind of like that. Sometimes I get really busy sometimes and I don't see my own family forever. And so, yeah, if the gig is worth it in some way, then I will do it. And it doesn't, I don't discriminate on, on the place. At okay. All. I am Bruce Warzniak and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Austin, Texas is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Jackie Venson. Check out her official website. It's www.jackievenson.com. And of course, as I mentioned before, you can get the proper spelling of her last name by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. Jackie is very much on social media, too. When you go to JackieVenson.com, you will find links there to find her on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. As I mentioned in the intro, she is also on Reverb Nation, too, currently ranked number one. Be sure to keep up with Jackie online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. And to get updates about her forthcoming album that you heard is coming out on September 18th. And of course, do purchase her music too. It's on iTunes and other online retailers. And her music is also on SoundCloud. It's one of the platforms where the show is available. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net. As in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on NHTE.net the full audio, the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. You can sign up for the e-newsletter at NHTE.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to now be on Google Play Music also. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned Alyssa Jacy on episodes 2 and 52 and Wendy Wagner from episode 123. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Jackie's music and or other music, books, whatever it is, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Jackie, getting back to live shows, I mentioned back in the intro that you have toured in Europe. Just uh, talk a little bit about your experiences over there, and I guess maybe... Any differences that maybe you've seen compared to American audiences? Well, I I went over there kind of on a whim. I really wanted to go to Europe and play, but I couldn't I couldn't get any opportunities just sending out emails and doing cold calls basically. So I thought I would just spend the money and go over there and play some open mics. And this was November of 2014. Okay. And um so I just kind of went over there. I was like, okay, I've never been outside of America except for like Mexico, but I don't really count Mexico because <laughs> I live in Texas. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I experienced a lot of Mexican culture in Texas. I, don't get me wrong. I love Mexican culture, but going to Mexico is not really that different. <laughs> you know? And it's too easy. I wanted easy. to go somewhere that was totally it's different. It's super too easy. easy. You can like close. drive there and, and like, yeah, I can fly there in like six hours. I've been there so many times. It's just 
I, I see it at home. I actually feel at home in Mexico. So cool. <laughs> I was like, I want to go somewhere. To, yeah, it is cool because Mexico is really awesome. But um, I really wanted to go somewhere just like totally different. So I chose Germany because I've always wanted to go to Germany. I've always been fascinated with Germany. And I went to Berlin and I brought my guitar. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play open mics. And if nothing happens, whatever. I got to go to Europe. That's sweet. You know, like that's how I was looking at it, you uh-huh. know, trip to Europe. So I went there and it, I went to one open mic and that one open mic, I met people that booked me an entire month of wow. gigs the following year. Wow. One, like I had this whole open mic schedule. I had gone online and looked up all the open mics in town and planned them for every night I was there or every night that they were happening while I was there. And, um, the second night I went to this one open mic and all the rest of the open mics I planned to go to, they all, the people were like, screw it. Just come play with us. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I didn't go, I didn't go to any other ones after that. <laughs> and wow. like, I just hung out with this band and, and another musician that I had met at, at the first one I went to and it was crazy. And then they were like, you got to come back this summer. You've got to come back this summer. We'll book the gigs. You can play with us. We'll learn your song. How cool is that? And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. So I went back for like 30 days in June and it Amazing. was cool. I, I didn't, I didn't lose any money and I, I made a little bit of money, not as much as I make in a month, but better than nothing for sure. And especially for the first tour. And, and yeah, it was just really awesome. Was that all and, in and Germany? Was, no, I actually also went to Poland and I went to Prague. Amazing. Cool. Amazing. It was like, it was kind of a leap of faith. You know, I'd never met these people and all of a sudden we're on like a nine hour road trip together. <laughs> it was a leap of faith, but they were really nice. You know, I didn't get a weird vibe from them or anything. Yeah. So they were really cool. And it was just a really crazy, awesome experience. I love and, it. Um, yeah, I wanted to go back this summer, but then a lot of people, a lot of things in Austin started happening. Like a lot of things that I've been working on happening for a okay. really long time and so i couldn't go back this summer but i'm looking at next summer for sure all right that's and a, um, it's a great story nonetheless in the meantime <laughs> yeah it's like one open mic man but you know it very well could have happened that those people weren't there that night you know sometimes they go to those open mics or those jams and sometimes they don't because you know they live there and yeah, yeah sometimes they go and sometimes they don't and that time they went yeah. and it was, yeah, it was meant really to be. amazing and yeah and the I used to think that there was a difference between European audiences and, and American audiences, but I found out that there's really not. Hmm. Um, I played at clubs in Europe where people were, you know, they, they were entertained, um, but they were not really listening all the way. Mm-hmm. And then I played at places where they treated me like a celebrity. And that's happened in the States cool. plenty of times ever since. And, I don't know. You just got to go to the right venues. If you're playing at like a restaurant, there's probably going to be people who are like, um, I just came here to eat. Of course. You know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're playing at a venue, then, you know, those people went there to see music yeah, there. And if you're different, yep. And if you're different from what they're used to seeing, then they're going to freak out. It doesn't matter where you are. And yeah, it's just, it's very similar actually. And the pay was similar and it's very similar. Um, but it, it's, it's a different culture, so it's cool. It's like similar. Everybody loves music everywhere, but everything else besides the music was different, so it was exciting. Forgive me, Jackie, you know I and mean? on this next question. I, I do pride myself on the research that I do every week in preparation for the show, but I don't know if I saw whether or not you have any equipment endorsements. I'm, I'm sure we have listeners that are at least wondering what you are playing these days. So I guess for that matter, maybe is there a company that you're aligned with that you want to give a shout out to? I, I'm not really aligned with anybody, but I do play the new Fender Strat Elite Series, and I love it so much. It's just the best. I love it. Cool. It has, like, it has all of these tone options, and I just can't get over how amazing it is. <laughs> well, we're Literally. just about... We're just about out of time, but let's just have a little fun here. Any guitar okay. heroes that you would quickly point out that, that you totally love to watch play? I really love Buddy Guy, and you know I've recently become a fan of Jeff Beck, and I'm a really big fan of Derek Trucks, and um, 
Yeah, I really love listening to those guys. And George Benson like changes my life every time I listen to him. Uh, uh, and uh, now, now you yeah. now you just bought yourself more time on this interview because <laughs> I love George Benson. I love George He's Benson. The best. Oh my gosh. He's the best. And you know, Jimmy Hendrix is rad. Um, but I've only recently started listening to him. All of those other people I've listened to for years. George Benson Body Talk is where it's at, that album. <laughs> wow. Well, we're going to close so, yeah. today with another song of yours, Jackie, one called The Love I Give. So before we do let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing the piano and the guitar on that song. I wrote that song on the piano, and that's a part of my debut album, um, Delight in Me. It's track four off of that album. Even though I will not talk over this one, the the lyrics or the listeners will get to hear the lyrics. But just kind of, if you can, just talk about you know what the song is about, maybe what your inspiration was, what you know what uh, what you were going through when you wrote it, maybe that type of thing. I had fallen head over heels for this dude, and um, I tried to express to him how I felt about him by being an awesome girlfriend, and he ended up being a douchebag. So. The the um, the chorus line is the love I gave don't match. Sorry, the love you gave don't match the love I give, and so I had to leave him behind because he wasn't he wasn't giving back what I was putting in. And that's what mm. the song is about. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, but even though even though all that happened, I still found myself missing him. Isn't it weird that somebody comes into your life and hurts you? and makes you feel bad, but oh, then, yes. and so you get rid of them. Oh, but yes. then, like, months later, <laughs> you're like, oh, I missed that person. And then you're like, why do I miss that person? I should not logically miss that person. They were a jerk. Yes. So it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's about that. It's actually about that, really. Okay, okay. Well, then well then, <laughs> well, then this song is for me, it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm singing to you. Oh, crazy, yes. crazy. No, I'm kidding. It's a, well, you know, but I mean, this uh, this is we're, it's littered with ironies. I mean, this is kind of strange the way this shook out. This was uh, this was three weeks in a row that we had a guest from Texas uh, last week. Nice. Um, the the guest uh, Dee Dee, she was from uh, Houston. Oh yeah, uh, Dee Dee Weedekin. Yeah. Uh, the week yep. before that was Stacy Burke. Uh, he's in the Dallas Fort Worth cool. area. It's kind of like um, in in like late May slash early June we were going through it, and again it wasn't really planned, but we had like International Month. We had Carl Lindquist who goes back and forth between London and Sweden, and then in the next week was Me You. She's from Haiti, and then the week after that was Leandro. This was uh, by the way, listeners, episodes one nineteen, one twenty, and one twenty one. Leandro is from Toronto. And so here we are today uh, talking to you, Jackie, and uh, you're in, in, uh, is it, do they really call it the live, the live music capital, Austin, Texas? Yeah, live music capital of the world. They call it that, but I feel like that's being threatened every year because we're also turning into this really big tech city and um, Mm. the the cost of living is, is skyrocketing every, like every other month, really. And so a lot of musicians are are not able to live here anymore. And so it's been actually a really big, big thing going on. Like city hall has been trying to pass a lot of ordinances that help make living more affordable for artists. And it's just been really intense. So it's uh, being threatened. Yes, they do call it that as of now. (laughs) Well, you're getting a lot of, a lot of work there and and that's great to see. And listeners, I'll give you in just a second here, Jackie's uh, web destinations once again. But Jackie, thanks for making the time. I appreciate you doing this. It was great to have you on the show today. For sure. It's it's been a really great time. Thanks for having me. Awesome. You bet. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Jackie Venson. Be sure to visit her website. It's www.jackievenson.com. And do engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Remember that she is also on Reverb Nation as well, plus SoundCloud too. And of course, do purchase Jackie's music, which you will find on iTunes. Keep up with her online for news leading up to the September 18th release of her live album, as well as to see where and when you can go see her perform live, including upcoming dates in Texas, Arizona, and California. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. 
don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and they call it repost episodes is how you share on there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Jackie Benson. This is the one she just talked about. It's called The Love I Give. I was sitting here thinking about you. I was distracted by promise of something new The way you treated me It's a damn shame Cause even a fool Knows I'm a prize to blame So I can't be with you And I can't You should know by now Swimming in the sea of change Some people run and hide But I ride the wave I take comfort in Knowing this is fact Even when my chips are down, baby I know I'll bounce back So I can't be with you And I can't dwell on you Cause the love you gave don't match The love I give
rising on 